0: Becoming Egyptian. Welcome to episode number three of Becoming Egyptian. I mean, this is wild, the fact that we've gotten to three installments, which we made fun of in our our introduction video. Didn't we say we'd never get to three installments? Or was it five installments? No, five, yeah. And we're not going to get to five. We're not going to get to five installments. But we've made it to three, so that is something that we will... Keep near and dear to our hearts. But anyways, today's episode um, is all about, well, the question of the day really is, at what point would you give it all up and move to an island? And by island, we mean sort of like a great reset. Hmm. Um, So at what point, and we're talking about societally, not um, personally, but societally, at what point would it get so bad that you would just be prepared to pack it all up, leave it all behind and move to that island of yours, Robinson Crusoe style. Um, And as
1: always, we have no authority and so we aren't going to give you any conclusive answers. Yes, yes. But what are we going to do? Because we always talk about what this isn't, but what is becoming
0: Egyptian? What is becoming Egyptian? Well... Mundane social commentary. Becoming Egyptian is pseudo-philosophy, unqualified opinions, thought experiments and um mundane yeah. commentary mundane commentary lack of evidence yes. um but yeah so <laughs> let's get let's get it let's just dive straight into this question so uh, the question itself at what point would you move to an island and give it all up here initially when i first thought about it i thought it was quite a surface level question mm. and so i thought um when we were going to discuss it it would be more of like a fun topic about you know when am I ready to just like, like what needs to happen? Does my girlfriend need to break up with me and stuff like that? Mm. But then I started, as I started trying to find the answer within myself, I realized that the question, it actually, um, it is quite deep because it, it forces you to sort of think deeper within yourself and analyze within yourself, what is the relationship or what is the breaking point between access and freedom with like within yourself? So at what point are you willing to exchange freedom for access to certain things? So, for example, in our um, day-to-day, you know, we are willing to sacrifice time for access to money. And that's a happy agreement that we have with our companies. Yeah. We're willing to sacrifice a portion of our earnings for, to get access to um, infrastructure like roads and stuff, so through tax. And that's a contract that we've willingly signed, and the contract basically is us still remaining in the society. It's us saying that we're happy with it because we are able to leave whenever we want. It's a bit difficult, but we can. In theory, yeah. Yeah, so the question to me, it is actually... A lot deeper than just you know at what point do i move it you need to look within yourself and realize what is that deepest breaking point that would really be too much for me to stay in this society do you feel like that's a fair analysis of the question or do you think it's not that deep and it's more surface level like it's more just a fear thing like at what point will i be able to get over the fear of my family looking down on me for wanting to move away I think it is that
1: deep, but my initial thoughts were slightly different on um, the question at first. Before I gave it any thought, um, my initial thoughts were sort of like, it's not a place for extra, so it's not like, um, oh sorry, it is a place of excess and extra, so basically if everything's going well, then you have the ability and the luxury of giving it all up and moving to an island, so it's reserved for a select few people, as opposed to everything's so shit, I'm going to... Um, you know, give it all up and move away as like a tail between your legs. I've lost. So I'm moving away, kind of thing. I always thought of it in a more positive direction initially. Right. Right. Yes. Um. Yeah. So it's like a. It's not because you're at a lack of choice. It's because you have excess choice that you're able to move away. Right. In abundance. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. Exactly. It's coming from abundance, not lack. But when you frame the question, I think it's more interesting to talk about the societal aspect. And so, when do things decay so far? that I have no choice but to move away. I think that would be the more interesting angle to explore.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's important to have us bouncing it off of each other because sometimes it can be difficult to identify within yourself what the actual breaking point is because yeah. you might falsely identify the breaking point. Yeah, is it even an economic breaking point or is it yeah. you know, reputational or something? Is it emotional? And the the thing is like, I was trying to think of what a false breaking point is like just today before the episode. Yeah. And the most recent one that I can think of is the whole COVID thing where a lot of people were saying, you know, these vaccines, like w- regardless of what position you have on the thing, um, people, pe- a lot of people feel hard done by, by the fact that they had to get the vaccine to keep working and to keep doing all this. But at the end of the day, it's a false breaking point because everyone that's complaining is still in the society. They haven't left. Mm. so if someone comes on the podcast and calls that a breaking point they're not then they're maybe not lying to themselves but it's important to have someone else to bounce your breaking point off of because you might make me realize that my breaking point isn't my breaking point so the COVID example to me was what i could think of as a false breaking point because regardless of how much you hate it you were willing to sacrifice your health potentially for access to restaurants museums work all that kind of shit and you were and the, the signature that you placed on the contract was when you decided not to leave the society in this example being auckland but um yeah that to me is a false breaking point and previously i would have thought of that as a breaking point but it wasn't because i'm still here today so i thought it would actually be really good for us to get down to the bottom of it and yeah, really discuss what our breaking points are. So do you think, do you feel just, like... Yeah,
1: yeah, that's really great. I Just to clarify the definition of what makes a breaking point false, would you say it's something that up until that point, you think that would be it, but then when it actually happens, you actually don't have the choice uh, to leave, even if you wanted to?
0: So you're saying... So what makes a breaking point false? Um, a breaking... So I think to understand your breaking point which i don't think i even understand my own breaking point yet yeah but um a, a lot of this is circumstantial so only when we
1: get to it do you realize that that was the breaking point all along right because yes the theory is so so different to the practical in something like this
0: yeah yeah and so to go back to the previous example about access the the how much you're willing to sacrifice freedom slash choice to gain access yeah i think The minute the pendulum swings in the opposite direction and you're no longer willing to sacrifice that type of choice for access is what your breaking point is. Okay, okay. so when the
1: fundamental trade-offs that you had in your head all along become illusory is when you realize that that wasn't actually a real breaking point at all. Yes. And so I think, I guess something really significant has to happen in terms of world events for that to normally happen, which you're saying COVID was a great example of, right?
0: Yeah, COVID was a great example, and I think it also identified, in a great amount of people, a false breaking point. Yeah, okay. And this isn't a political spiel, this is just...
1: It is and it isn't.
0: In, it is and it isn't. But just in line <laughs> with this topic, that to me was a false breaking point. But not to repeat myself, I, do you want me to go first on what I think my breaking point is? Or do you have something in mind about what your breaking point is?
1: Nothing particular. You can go first.
0: Okay, so to me, just to think of like, to make it as practical and as real as possible, um, the whole chip in the brain situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the reason I say that is because the minute I feel like I what way I think I draw the line is when people have access, whether it be the government or the community, have access to my internal environment. So my thoughts, my dreams, my memories. Um that I'm so one of the trade-offs people might be willing to make in that situation, because there will be people who will not have that as a breaking point. And when the chip goes in that person's brain, they'll have a f- faster process they'll have a better processing power they'll be have access to data quicker. I don't know if processing power and access to data quicker is the same thing because I'm not a computer guy, but they'll be faster. They'll be able to know things that a human without a chip in their brain wouldn't be able to know. And so if they're willing to trade off that choice or, um, yeah, if they're willing to trade off that freedom to gain access to that speed that I'm talking about, yeah, then it's not a breaking point for them. But for me, I feel like that is a trade-off where I don't need the access and I will be willing to be a redundant human being to maintain that right.
1: Yeah. So would you say the core of that dilemma is something like feeling like your individual liberties are being infringed upon by a foreign source? Yes. You're like... Um, your ability to make your own choices, be your your own autonomous
0: human being, that's yeah. not possible anymore, and that's the problem. And the idea of privacy as a whole is void now. It doesn't exist anymore. What What I'd be interested to know, if you've thought
1: of it a bit more, is why exactly it's a chip in the brain that's the problem and not, say, having social media.
0: Right. Because okay.
1: um, there's good arguments to be made that um, nothing hijacks your limbic system more than scrolling.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And well, so
1: why we, and yeah, I definitely take your point um that there's a certain level there's a um there's like a metric beyond which if something sort of impedes upon you like and you feel really like violated individually then that's obviously your breaking point but um I'm just wondering why we would draw the line at something like a chip in the brain and not one of the technologies that we've had around for say
0: two decades. Right. Okay. And that and that's why I needed you here because like, I, I think it's Elon Musk that already, that, that I've heard say, like, we're already cyborgs, but just have a really slow con- like uh, connection between the phone and our minds because it's not connected physically. But we're still cyborgs in the fact that Google extends my knowledge by a billion fold when I have it in my hand connected to Wi Fi. Mm. Um, and also, I am an advertising goat. Um, not me, as in I can advertise to people well, I'd say a sheep, sorry, as in advertisers know how to target me based on my interest online. So in many ways, they do have access to my thoughts, my actions, um, etc. And you've
1: signed up for it willingly, quote unquote, willingly as well, right? Yes. This is something we also talk about often about people. um, It seems giving up their rights willingly, like you can argue and make a case for ignorance and negligence or something like that. But then that I guess that's its own debate. But yeah, that's definitely true. We have I think it's referred to as godlike technology, but inside our, you know, limbic system, our um our physiology is still very much medieval and so we're lagging behind in that case, yeah.
0: What's limbic system? Our limbs.
1: <laughs> your in inside neurology, your your makeup. Okay. All right. The things that uh, the urges you have, that kind of stuff. That's all still very primitive but the things that you're accessing are very very 21st century and godlike.
0: Okay. All right. So and your question to me was why do we draw the line at the chip being put inside my brain and why are we not already taking a look at the current technology? Yeah, because uh, the the essence of the chip in the brain is something like you no longer have
1: access to yourself or someone else has control. So it's giving up the reins, which, you know, you could argue already happens when you live in polite society and there are certain uh, ways to abide by and, you know, um, your societal norms and that kind of thing. You're already not doing exactly what you'd want to do, impulse to impulse, moment to moment. And so when there's already such a large list of do not dos, what's one more?
0: Right. Yeah. And that's a good, that's a good question because I don't know. And I'm what. also
1: just saying all of this for the sake of playing devil's advocate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well... One reason I can think of now, and not to argue my point because I actually want to get down to the bottom of my own breaking point for the sake of my own knowledge. Um, But one reason I can think that it hasn't, that it I haven't, the other things aren't my breaking point is because I'm still in the society and I haven't left.
1: Yeah, but how can you be sure, um, again, just to push back for the sake of the conversation, Mm -hmm. how can you be sure that the reason you're still in the society isn't just because you don't have the financial resources to leave? This Mm. this is the idea of having enough escape velocity to deinstitutionalize yourself. So maybe you just don't have enough means, whether Mm. it's economic or not. Maybe it's just mental fortitude or something like that. But the fact that you lack the will to leave. Yes. um, Yes. You know, how do you know which it is? Also, the other side of the equation, do you want to answer that
0: first? No, no. What's the other side of the equation? I would
1: say the other side is um, you need to have a place to leave too. (laughs) So
0: <laughs> Yeah, and that's a whole big piece of admin that I don't want to do.
1: Yeah. Well, laziness is something we didn't talk about, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, um, yeah. And the
1: place, you know, when we idealize this question of um, leaving, stripping everything away and just moving to an island, uh, we tend to romanticize it and we think it'll be like, you know, 360 days of sun and, you know, all the things you want in like a minimalist lifestyle obviously you don't know how to hunt your own animals and eat food that way so like yeah, you're gonna get a bunch of other problems i think the ideal the romantic idea still remains though because we think at least it's purer you're down to your base urges and you know you're at least more in control of your own destiny if you don't if you don't hunt something you don't have something to eat and so everything's uh stripped down to bare necessity again which is inherently meaningful
0: yeah yeah and you're not overindulging because you're not going to hunt twice because it just takes twice as much energy and you'll immediately be respectful of the surrounding
1: ecology as well yeah because if you overhunt you can't eat the next day
0: yeah so you have to be mindful of the whole thing i, I guess yeah i think there's endless arguments for why it's pure um i guess the reason again what well, I, I don't think it is a a a situation about lack of means because yes i do think i do have the lack of means but also i think if i'd reached my breaking point i would have begun looking for the means yeah to leave so i currently one thing is that i'm excited about tomorrow in the society yeah so that can or that's already a precursor for my um not doneness with it mm-hmm. um and also, yeah, like I say, I haven't begun searching for the means or kickstarted the process of moving, the visa process, if you will. Yeah. The times aren't desperate enough, I guess, right? It's not, the fight or flight hasn't kicked in, All, as cliche as that word is, it's a real thing, like I wouldn't be, I would be panicking, but I'd be in a panic state of mind, um, yeah. uh, that's probably the same thing as panicking, but <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Does that is that, is my answer kind of making sense cuz I don't want to get the wrong answer for myself either. I'll need you to yeah. be my therapist here. <laughs> yeah, so
1: well I guess it's impossible to theorize if the chip in the brain's going to be the breaking point until
0: if it happens until it happened or if it's already happened with the vaccine. <laughs> That's the problem and 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 the vac and the chip in the vaccine is what made me give this whole spiel about the vaccine shit that I did in the beginning. Um Yeah, yeah false breaking point meanwhile i've i've been broken (laughs) you've been
1: broken for a while but you're just so giant and significant it takes a while for you to fall after being shoved yeah Yeah.
0: i am the universe after all yeah (laughs) (laughs) no arguments here man um yeah well and again the chip in the brain is not it doesn't necessarily have to be a chip that goes in my brain but i think the line for me where i can see it oh, what I think it is at the moment is when someone has access to my internal thoughts. Like, because that's the only thing I can hold to myself at the moment. Obviously, with advertisers understanding exactly what I like, what I want, mm-hmm. what I need, they don't know what I think at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the minute someone knows what I think, I think there's just no way around, and there's no way for me to get what I desire as well. And whether what I desire is like my desires we can have a discussion of whether they're good or bad but i won't be able to get what i desire anymore because it will be cut short because they'll understand what i desire Yeah, and and they'll they'll charge
1: you 99 cents a week for it to pursue my desire (laughs) yeah Yeah. something that's just in abundance
0: and free in the world natural resource youtube red it'll be you know (laughs) you shouldn't bite the hand that's feeding us this whole thing's going up to youtube but um (laughs)
1: yeah do you think this uh sentiment though of having your individual rights you know seized or taken away if we were to poll a hundred people at random in the west,
0: that would be their
1: breaking point as well
0: i think I think yes because that's foreign territory, and then that's why your questioning is so your line of questioning is so good is because it's impossible to truly understand because it is unexplored territory. We don't know if that's the breaking point because previously my
1: my biggest worry, just to clarify that, would be that it's um, we're already in the territory where it's been
0: it's happened and done, where the concept of understanding what people are thinking is already occurring.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because in essence, I think a chip in the brain is not all that far from having algorithms dictate everything. It is obviously a level up, but I just think it's exactly that. It's a level up on the same ladder. It's not a completely different ball game altogether.
0: Okay, and you're approaching this from like a free will argument point of view where do you really want what you want if what you want has been influenced?
1: Yeah, if the demand has been manufactured, then it's a bit corrupt. And you're... So you, yeah, you, right. yeah, you do in fact desire McDonald's. You don't in a basal sense, but you do desire it. But that's because that demand has been manufactured by a malevolent force.
0: Right. So although it's your thought, the thought was preempted, pre-empted by a so it's previous a re- force.
1: Yeah. Quite the force eh? say
0: <laughs> Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I almost think like we're living like a post event, post apocalyptic life more so than we already think. Like your system's already been hijacked. Now you're just like fighting over that last little cookie crumb. It's like, no, don't take that. Don't take that. But the entire yeah. pie's already been taken from you. Right.
0: Right. Just some musings. Feel free to disagree. Well, that's a good that's a good point because then you're questioning whether my desires are my desires or whether they've been put in place through yeah, I, consistent like repetition.
1: When a child is born, you don't think he's going to grow up to be a video game player. Like He's going to grow up and want to play video games. But when that child grows up, he comes home from work and this child is now 35, right? Nineties kids are now 30-year-old 30, 30 children. Yeah. So this guy comes home from work and he doesn't like his job, and he comes home and plays FIFA until he is ready to go to sleep, which is when his eyes are burning, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just can't <laughs> stay alive anymore, goes to sleep so that he can go to work the next day so that he can
0: finally come home and play FIFA. Again, he's in the cycle. Yeah. We're all in a cycle, though, just different cycles. Yeah. But, um,
1: <laughs> yeah, well, the level of severity is very different for most people in terms of addiction, right, to dopamine?
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, but they
1: are. Th- that's what I'm saying. I think we are all, you know, urged with that. It's an evil urge, but we all have it just to varying degrees. It's nothing. It's nothing brand new that a chip in the brain would do, if you ask me.
0: Right, and I get what. You, so you're saying that the concept is not new. The technology might be new, but the con, the overarching theme, the concept of manipulation or thought, um, yeah, general
1: okay. general decay in the expression of a will has always been the theme. But yeah, Yeah. the form it takes might just be a bit glossier and a bit shinier because it's, you know, 2023 or whatever.
0: And that is, well, that's a a good, that's a really good argument from the philosophical point of view. But when we're talking about a person's breaking point where they want to go take physical action, Mm. if everyone's not philosophers and not constantly having the debate about the debate about free will, I think it would take something physical, like literally seeing that you're going into the operation room and when you come out there's a brain inside of your head there's a chip inside of your brain so yep. yeah. you know if if we're talking about it from the what's going to move the masses point of view um
1: the visual matters a lot
0: yeah so i think in that sense there's never been something that's been like i don't know never been something that's been inside of our brain like that in the physical form yeah and that would this the fact that that's a possibility would scare the shit out of people. Yeah, that they that, can that's s- a very
1: common sentiment, right? Ever since 2020?
0: Yeah. yeah, And that to me would cause a breaking point. I feel like perhaps if people understood fundamentally what you were saying about, or not what you were saying, but what all the scholars are saying about the free will <laughs> argument, um, they might be equally scared if they understood it properly. But you can't expect everyone to understand what those people are arguing about until yeah. they see it. And it's like what? What was the quote in Oppenheimer? Like they, they don't fear it, and they won't fear it until they use it.
1: Yeah, until it's too late, basically, right? It has to happen before their very eyes. And by the time it brings, by the time the effects of the event are brought down to the visual
0: layer, it's already too late. That's why it's down yes. at the visual. It's at the world of appearances, right? Hundred percent, yeah. Because yeah. it has to be destroyed at the theory before. Yeah. Like if it's in the if it's in the physical, it's done. D- did you just make an argument for free speech? You I don't ha- want. To. <laughs> I didn't want to
1: let your stupid thoughts die, so you don't have to go to war.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a that's an interesting take. So probably to answer your question, I probably have not analyzed the deep as deep enough as I need to. But I think for me, that's not what, what I'm saying. Um, with what, what the devil's advocate thing about how the whole free will argument, I would also need to see it. <laughs> Yeah. I also don't mean free will in the standard
1: philosophical manner. I, I don't know if that's what you meant. I just meant expression of your um, urges and desire. I don't mean the free will determinism argument, but um, yeah, just inability. Like you say, you have something you want to do and then let you, on the next day you're like, oh, well, I didn't do it. It's on my to-do list. I didn't do it. Like what happened there? Where's the mismatch coming from? You know, mm-hmm. and so that's what leads me to believe that a lot of people they can't you know, they say they're gonna do something, they can't even act it out. So yeah. clearly there's some sort of discrepancy there. We're just sort of um trying to dig to get to the root of that. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, just uh to, to to stop us from going in circles on my breaking point, what yep. do you think your breaking point would be? Hmm. Now that you've got mine to bounce off of yeah. And through that process I might not it might not I might be realizing slowly that it's not my I still feel like it is my breaking point from what I can th- conceptualize but yeah there's still certainly some more discussion to be had around it to figure out whether whether it's a false breaking point because if we if we think about it fr- retrospectively there's definitely been moments that I would have thought in the past if they materialized <laughs> yeah. would be breaking points. Yeah. And they have materialized since and clearly haven't broken me. And I've just adapted because we're highly adaptable creatures.
1: Can you imagine like if we lived in a world where musicians didn't actually have to know how to play instruments to make a song? Oh, wait. They do. <laughs> we do already. Yeah. Like we're living in something out of a horror movie, right? From the 50s. This is whatever dystopias they had planned in science fiction. That's largely materialized. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent i mean yeah can you believe that like um you can click a button and some fucker will be at your doorstep with your next week's meals prepped at your doorstep (laughs) it's like get out it like get go away you know like how did you get here talking
1: crazy yeah exactly
0: (laughs) yeah um
1: i guess in terms of my breaking point we're actually getting further and further day by day then closer um the biggest sort of threat that we face civilizationally as uh, humans from tech is something like uh, being isolated and fragmented into our own little pods and everyone's doing their own thing. And, you know, the value of cultivating personal relationships matters less and less because mm-hmm. my fate is not intertwined with yours. And so you do you, man, and I'll do me and yeah. may the best man win. Um, or not, because I don't care, because I have more than more than enough resources to feed myself. So it's like you know, just general um, general care for the other person. It seems to go down, but that's exactly what you'd be doing if
0: you'd move to an island too. For the people in the society that you're leaving. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep, so there's a, yeah.
1: there's an element of disconnecting. In fact, that's the majority of running it. away. That's what yeah. you're wanting. Um, so I day by day I find myself so that's the downside of the revolution that seems to be hitting us um, in the 2020s, let's say right it's, especially with recent technological developments but I have lately just trying to be tried to be um, focused on the positives of all of that, which is the endless opportunity it affords.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, and I'm not, um, I'm not like in in the doomsday mentality, like uh, like pessimistic about the future. I'm quite optimistic, and I'm like I said, I wake up excited every day to pursue what I want to pursue. Um, but yeah, well, um, just to clarify my viewpoint as well to ensure that I'm not like wanting to die.
1: Yeah, we're not doomers. Yeah, yeah. So, go on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so when I sort of try to focus in on the upside of tech. It's something like we have access now today to an endless repository of ancient wisdom. Just anything that's ever existed, you can access it. It's amazing. So being a, being you know like a self learner and autodidact is at an all time ease level. Yeah, um, it's never costed less. It's never costed you less in terms of time and expending your effort and energy.
0: It's amazing. And the the um,
1: but okay. So we have. It's almost like the potential you have for human growth and development is at an all-time high but the drive or the need or the motivation to get there is at an all-time low
0: amongst the humans no amongst the rats right okay so you're not even going to coin them as humans of course no uh, (laughs) of course i'm talking about humans what else am i
1: talking about um oh did you think i meant rats like derogatorily? yeah (laughs) no yeah okay definitely amongst the humans um yeah, so the the need to actually become exceptional is not there because yeah you have all your basic needs met and it just doesn't matter right. We're not living to thrive. We're living to we're not living to survive. We're living to thrive. Um,
0: and so you can if you aren't have, we living to aren't we living to survive now rather than thrive? Like the ma- the general public
1: isn't it the opposite direction?
0: If we if we were living to thrive, wouldn't that be like the opposite of your case that you're making now, where technology m- increases the potential and the humans meet the increasing potential with increased output that would be us living to thrive
1: yeah when i said what i associate living to survive as um sort of only just having your maslow's hierarchy bottom layer needs met so that's sort of more village tribal living where you wake up and do stuff you have to do and if you don't do those things you die so you're living to survive um you know a lion could kill you because you're in the wild you're living to survive when I say thrive, I just mean um, we're enmeshed in this like um, place where if you have any desires for consumption, they're immediately met like the guy you mentioned right, okay. um, so having all consumption needs met basically yeah, not actually thriving, you're right that would disposal be, yeah, that wouldn't be true thriving obviously
0: it'd be false thriving it'd be a false breaking point <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. now that we've coined that term yeah <laughs>
1: um yeah so the need to need to maximize yourself seems to be at an all-time low because mm. why do you need to but if you do and you sort of head down that path it's like yeah you could go further than anyone in history ever did
0: yeah yeah like the potent, the the things that you're disp- like the resources at your disposal are incredible mm. and and what's what's amazing about it is that the metrics like the metrics that, and we've had the discussion about what is greatness, the metrics still remain the same. So your greatness is not diminished if you use these amazing tools to get there because it's still difficult to get there because now the pool of applicants have increased as well. So to weed through the applicants and still come out victorious is as virtuous as ever now. All the more triumphant, right? All the more triumphant. So what's amazing about it is you have all these resources at at, at your disposal, but people are still going to get shat on. By the viewers, and still going to get discouraged, which, which I say it's amazing. I don't know if it's actually truly amazing, but like yeah. I'm saying, it's amazing for the person that's going to persevere because nothing's taken away from your success now. You're still successful in the same sense that someone from the 1960s was su- su- successful. <laughs> You know, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were even talking about when we were setting up this podcast, like it didn't cost us a lot of money to get all this equipment. Yeah. How many
1: thousands would it cost in the 60s to get into a room like this?
0: To get into, this is a free room that like is in the university that we don't go to. We don't even go to this university. And um, like w- it's, it
1: was the, the range of possibilities
0: here to maximize ourselves
1: is infinitely high. We could use this room to do drugs and waste our life away. Yeah. I'm not saying drugs are bad.
0: Yeah, but the point you're making is that the room is available yeah. to everyone, and that's, that's junkies, all the next Elon Musk. It's, yeah. it's the, man, and the
1: remarkables and the unremarkable alike,
0: alike. And um,
1: but what I was going to say earlier, just to finish the tech point, was um, so yeah, you have all the incentive structures built against you. This is another thing we've talked about before. Um, everything's sort of set up in a way to not maximize your individual human potential and growth so when you actually do cross those barriers it's even more you know more of a success yeah and so like yeah it's harder but just get going yeah like what's the alternative like what are you going to do like what are you going to do you know
0: so this is your argument for why or not your argument your thoughts on why your breaking point has moved further out than you thought previously Because you're more optimistic about the future now yeah based on and that's because you've taken your own individual success into your own hands
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's plenty of success to be had here yeah yeah now all i am is potential infinite potential i haven't actualized anything from i'm I'm
0: sure there's like a physics calculation that you could do (laughs) to actually show that you have a bunch of kinetic potential energy or whatever Mm. so um yeah well so So you don't have a breaking point, basically. You're you're tough as nails.
1: I have a breaking point. We're just getting um, further and further from it. The more tech develops,
0: right. And you're saying it might, in this case, be so far that you can't really conceptualize it.
1: Far, so far, and getting further by the day. Right. Also, there's just more work to do in civil society. So I would feel really uncomfortable if I went to maximize myself in a place that's completely different from everyone else. Because, like, what do you? That's not redeeming in any grand sense, right? Yeah, well, that's I'm so gonna perfect myself. I'm gonna get chiseled. I'm gonna learn everything. I'm gonna like know how to like kill fish, stab them in the eye, and like eat that for. But no lunch, one's there. Dinner. A, no one watched it, so it didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And B, how have you actually bettered the situation? The world isn't even better for your mere presence in it.
0: In in fact, your presence is relevant, which is yeah, basically you're not the pre- worst. You're absent, and that would be the first of its kind because we spoke about this in our episode two as well about what is greatness is that the world has never been better without someone in it. Never before. But when you do that, it literally is.
1: Yeah. You're, you're, you're willingly removing yourself from a troubled situation. You're removing yourself rather than putting yourself in it. That should be a huge, huge red flag.
0: At the first sign of adversity, you fled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. And talk, now I'm starting about to think... the most,
1: like, fucked flight or fight responses. And this is about, like, if you could conceptualize what's this end of the extreme, of yeah. the continuum. Running when there's trouble. <laughs> it's <What>? so bad.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, well, well... Okay, no, but just to give the devil his due here, there are times, obviously, when the amount of trouble is too much for one person to take on as a load, right?
0: Yeah, well, um, also... Um and I think a lot of
1: people will share that idea that yeah I would do something if I could I just feel helpless.
0: Yeah, well, it I think it's a lot when it when it gets to your true breaking point the argument becomes a lot more complicated because um what do you call it? I think when when you're talking about the sign of adversity I'm like I'm willing to fight for the civilization that I see in front of myself today. Because I'm in love with what I, the place I live in, or in love, like I like it, right? And I'm excited about the future and whatever. But if I get to this breaking point that it might not be exactly the chip in the brain, but metaphorically the chip in the brain, whatever the breaking point is, yeah. I might no longer see a civilization that I would like to fight for anymore. And so I might, what trying would look like to me in that sense, would take everyone that's important to me, my family, yeah. and try to convince them that we can start a new life a more meaningful life away on another island. And so um, it, the argument probably still is there to mate is, have you just fled because the adversity got worse? But also, like you say, sometimes it can get, not necessarily that you feel helpless, but you feel like why your help is like, now the society that you live in is playing a different game to you. And it's like, well, what now? Like, let's just, I'm just going to go start my own game. Yeah, and yeah, and and to me that's valid because if if the masses move in a direction that you don't agree with, and that the masses moved in that direction, and again it might not be because they truly want to, they might have been persuaded to move in that direction.
1: Learned helplessness. Yeah.
0: Yes, learned helplessness, and they get to the point where they make that decision, and you disagree with the masses, and the masses spit in your face for disagreeing with them. It's like you'd be the ultimate hercules if you pulled those people out of that situation and brought them to the light yeah but also um if you could manage to salvage your family and your loved ones and a group of other people that still believe what you believe and then take them to the safe haven and start over i feel that's equally as virtuous because you've saved who you could
1: yes yeah um, it's impossible, I guess, to know if that's the truth, if, you know, you have actually done everything you possibly could and you've salvaged yeah. everything you could. But if it's you difficult. know, I, I guess if you sit on it, meditate on it for long enough, you'll know in your heart of hearts that you literally couldn't have done anything else. Yeah. And you can't, you know, you can't vilify a person for taking care of their own family first, right? They, I I would argue they owe a greater debt to their loved ones than obviously to their neighbor and then more to, to their neighbor than to their, Yeah. Yeah, well, to um, me, that's an, like... I just me, look yeah. at the, what you uh, laid out there as an intermediate step. So you fuck off to your island, get your shit sorted very quickly, su- such that you can come back and do something about it. So it right. doesn't end there, you know? Right, okay. And Fine. and if you can't ultimately redeem, then your time at the island was all for nothing.
0: Yeah, meaningless. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, would you agree with that though? Like if it ends at the perfect life but in an idyllic community like a cult, you might say, then and and it ends there. You didn't really come back and make any progression, then would you say that's troubling as a
0: thought? I I think it's like um when the American soldiers go fight and they say I don't fight because I, of I I don't fight cause I hate what's in front of me. I fight because I love what's behind me. Mm if you love what's behind me and you truly love it and you've always loved it and like, and I'm not talking about like, oh, I love Auckland because I've got public transport and I can pay <laughs> tap and go on the ATMs. Like I'm saying like you love it fundamentally, like you would give your life for it. If you would get, if, if it was once at that point and you know that there's still, that remains slightly within that place and it's salvageable, I feel like, yes, you should come back. But if the place has turned into a zombie, i.e. bodies without souls, I don't see the point and i think you should take your people and go start over and build the society that you once loved again over like start america again but um if those people have turned to zombies no i don't think you should go back
1: Mm. because they might bring you down with them
0: they might bring you down with them and all for nothing because they were never coming back yeah yeah so it's like it's a complex one It, 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 it first of all it depends on how much you love the place
1: yeah, and we don't love places as humans anymore, right? We love people, if that. But we're not tied to land. With you know, that's a very, very agrarian concept of loving the land that you come from and wanting that soil in your house and all this kind
0: of thing. Which would have been an incredible time to live in those times when you had that much respect for the land. Eh? I mean, how magical would that have felt? Yeah, yeah. Who, who knows. I'm not being sarcastic either. That would have been amazing. Like yeah. you walk through the water that you know that's 25 generations have worshipped, <laughs> and you're walking yeah. through it and letting it touch your shins. Yeah, but, um, but
1: worship is stupid, right?
0: Well, I think you're gonna give off the wrong vibe there because you're clearly you're the biggest Christian that I know. <laughs> so, um, well, anyways, let's let's move on from that because I want to talk about if you did make the decision to move, um, and let's say like. I don't know if we want to say for the for just for this discussion that you can take your family with you or you can try to convince them or whatever but how do you prepare yourself mentally emotionally and physically to make the move
1: um i think i prepare myself with the knowledge that at first at all costs i'd move by myself i wouldn't take anyone with me because of that whole concentric circles idea again where um you need to manage yourself and govern yourself at the most local level and at the scale of the individual. That would just be me as one unit, one person. If I can't do that, I'm not going to take on the baggage of another person. But and you can look at as an, look at another person as an opportunity, but that's only once the baggage has been bridged. Right. And so there's a level of integration between two people that's necessary, I think, um, to, get the, to get to that harmonic stage. Yeah. But I would, just because of how risky the entire endeavor is, I think I'd want to go by myself, you know, to wherever I'm going. It doesn't have to be an island, but I, I think we're just talking about getaways in general.
0: Um, yeah, well, I, that's actually a really interesting take because that's already flipped my mindset now because I was thinking if I take my family, it would be selfless because I'm taking my family and I'm trying to save you from this whole doomsday shit that's going on where you're living. But it might end up being selfish because I might be taking them just to cope with my own solitude. Like, Yeah, the,
1: that's that's the blind leading the blind in my eyes.
0: Yeah. and And that's highly unethical yeah yeah right well that's 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 crazy because now that's kind of changed my mindset because i was thinking on live air can you believe it (laughs) that's rare man that's rare rare. um significant turning point but as michael scott says it takes a bigger man to admit he's wrong i am that bigger man (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah what do you call it yeah so (laughs) Well that okay that's interesting so you would prepare yourself one by not taking anyone with you what okay. so that
1: i i bear
0: all the risks and in that way you're being selfli- selfless that's the story i tell myself it's not like, what you would actually do you wouldn't be that brave no no i
1: would be that brave but i wouldn't be right on that chances are that i'm right on this are very low well um, but that just in terms of um, morally that's the only thing i'd allow myself to do i think
0: okay and then how would you prepare, okay, so how would you prepare yourself, m- like, mentally to make the move? Like, like, do you think you'd, like, you'd be scared, right? I'd go you'd to be Mac- shitting I'd go yourself. to
1: McDonald's a lot. Yeah. Load up on McDonald's because I know I'm never going to have it again.
0: But wouldn't that be dangerous because then you're just going to, like, lower your chances of being able to survive because you're putting a bunch of uh, fat into your heart?
1: for the last time though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, true.
0: So you're going to work it out when you go hunting.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: It's all going to be burned off in like 6 days. <laughs> when you eat lean venison. It's going <laughs> over the venison over the fire. Th- that's deer, right? I don't think you'd find venison where you live. You, you no. you'd eat um If you have capybara. venison
1: if you have venison where you <laughs> live, you're not out of civil society. <laughs> yeah, you're in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, capybara
0: is the one that eats its own feces. Did you know really? that? Really? Yeah. Isn't prawn aren't prawns actual feces oh no they <laughs> they also eat feces, eh I don't know, okay, I don't touch seafood, but
1: I'm gonna have to if I'm moving to an island
0: and then so you you're gonna eat a bunch of McDonald's, make sure that you go alone and uh, you tell your parents you're gonna be okay. everything's yeah. gonna be okay <laughs> well uh, yeah, yeah, so tell how do you I'm going to like Italy or something, so how do you feel when you get when you go alone- so you go alone to the island and then you get word that your parents have done exactly what you didn't want to do and that's the reason you left the island and your parents have done it wait what's so, the thing that they've done let's just take a hypothetical breaking point i won't name i don't let's not name the breaking point let's just say the breaking point yeah you leave because of a breaking point and mm-hmm. you leave alone because you you believe it's the most ethical thing to do but your parent and you warn your parents please let me prepare myself and I'll come back <laughs> and salvage you along with what else is still salvageable yeah but your parents decide to go ahead with the breaking point that you left for it is a reality so there's not much you can do about it now but i mean does that hurt you or does that make you feel like you made the wrong decision to not ask them to come along with the first time just to make sure i have the uh the question
1: right so my I leave and my parents go along with the breaking point anyway so does that mean that they're now irredeemable because they went through the thing I was trying to avoid
0: basically so it's done so so what would I do in that situation I mean it's not necessarily about what would you do but how would you feel would you feel that would you go back on what you thought the right thing to do was or no
1: Uh, no I would not go back on that I'd feel sad the appropriate amount of sadness and then I'd get over it and
0: move on in the appropriate way yes I think that would be me w- would too, but look- I think it was worth asking.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. It, would you do something
0: even slightly different? I would just do like an insane morning ritual, like on my <laughs> own island. Yeah. And because like, obviously I'm making the rules now. So I'm going to yeah. do like a 400 day fast <laughs> and, and like light a fire into, into the certain star like composition. Like the dragon warrior. Exactly. He only
1: eats one nut when he's about to die. Yeah. And then he stops being about
0: to die. Yeah, and I'll make a statue for my parents and make them be the original ancestors of the tribe. Yeah. So that like, if if yeah. there is a holy trinity with God, and then my two parents are like <laughs> underneath the, you know. Because you need, you need a history. And if you're the first man there, you're not going to have history. So you need to construct this history. Yes, whether it's right or wrong, it's beneficial. So you need it there. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. Well, that's good to know. Because I think that sums that up as well. I did have an interesting little thing I was thinking about that would probably be a breaking point for a lot of people, but it, I thought it'd be interesting to ask you. It, would racial discrimination be a breaking point for you? And this is, a situa- this is a hypothetical situation where this society that automatically started implementing this fascist, I don't know if fascist is the right word, but racially discriminatory um, rule set allowed you to leave as well if you wanted to.
1: Wow, that's quite the hypothetical. <laughs> yeah,
0: because that wouldn't happen. But if they allowed you to leave, is that a breaking point for you? Or do you still feel like the society provides you with enough comfort to endure the racial abuse?
1: Yeah, so the if I'm ready to leave, I'm ready to leave. And if I'm not, I'm not. And I don't think the racial discrimination would be... A deciding factor obviously
0: severity matters and again um, this is hypothetical we've never experienced something like this so i've never been discriminated against for my race yeah <laughs> so you can't um, yeah we can't like talk with certainty but just for yeah. conversation's sake yeah i think it would be um so obviously
1: a heavy thing to consider but the severity of the discrimination would matter a lot
0: and whether it so becomes if it's a physical. case of
1: like i can't visit a bathroom because i'm not white and i need to pee
0: then i need to leave right yeah, well that's what I'm talking about. Like okay. I'm talking apartheid okay. spec. Jim Crow. Okay. Jim Crow spec. But um the problem the thing is it's f- you live in you live in the let's say let's say this is the only western civilization ever. Yeah. And to leave you have to go to the east. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it more interesting. So this is the only western I'd fuck off to the island then, yeah. To the island? Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to the east. You're not going to yeah, yeah. Screw all that Dalai Lama shit, you're I'm going in. straight to the island then.
1: <laughs> Unless it's uh, Morocco. Is that the East? That's Asia, right?
0: Morocco is Africa. Yeah, that's Come Africa. On don't, didn't Mar- you play FIFA enough? <laughs> yeah, that's where all our knowledge comes from, anyway. Um, so no, that clearly, would, I didn't play enough. So that would be kind of a breaking point for you if the if it was the West that just went entirely racist bat shit on everyone. <laughs> yeah, and hadn't learned their lessons. Well, they have,
1: right? Just in reverse.
0: Yeah, kind of, but we won't get into that today. Yeah, um, we will on another day. Yeah. Well. Um, so that said so you'd, you'd leave to the island yeah yeah definitely would you leave your family there and still do the whole, the whole process how you said or would you just say look this is just dumb let's just go together and we'll figure it out together I'd i don't ha- think I, I don't think i'd have a choice i think um, my
1: family wouldn't come with me even if i begged them to they're too uh embedded they're too ingrained yeah there's a lot of comfort in living in well in living with thousands of other people and having all these facilities and amenities facebook
0: groups how do you get anywhere without Facebook groups? I don't know. How, how do you get a job without Facebook groups? That's something that we know about and not many people, everyone else goes to seek. We go to Facebook groups. but With w- varying degrees of success. That's an interesting one, man, because I, I also think that would be a breaking point for me. But um, it is an interesting one to consider because I think for some people it also wouldn't be a breaking point because mm-hmm. it's like you've got the West, the East, or the island where you have to make up your own shit and that's a bit too scary, right? That's a bit too daunting to start over and it's also a bit too scary to go to the east where you just don't know how shit works over there. M- maybe you just sacrifice the shit you had and just for a slight down, not a slight downgrade, a big downgrade, but a downgrade in the west nevertheless, right? A downgrade yeah, in the west, just minimal. Yeah. A downgrade in the west is still the west, but with a big da- big fat downgrade. So I'm not making a case for slavery here. I'm just um, you know, what, you know what I mean? So yeah, I yeah, th- I I thought it would be interesting cuz I'd feel like there'd be I think it might be split even half and half. Mm. And it would be it would be fascinating to have that half on the podcast, 40 billion people or whatever. Um <laughs> But yeah, man. Um <laughs> Okay, but now that now I think we've covered the bases for most of what I wanted to talk about, is there anything that you like going into this topic you had on your mind that you wanted to get off?
1: what what would be the first things you would do on this hypothetical island how would you start your village your civilization would you even that's want one
0: that's the last question i had to end it let's go okay nice go so um yeah like i said i read robertson crusoe i've i've watched uh tom hanks what's it get it cast away cast away yeah, yeah
1: i really hated that
0: yeah what <laughs> i would do is see i don't have any skills i don't have any skills
1: yeah, but the best way to get those skills is out of necessity, isn't it? Yeah.
0: I'm going to die if I don't learn these skills. The stakes are so low here. It's so low. I'm not going to die if I don't learn how to make a million dollars. But I'm realizing slowly that I don't know how to make a million dollars.
1: And you're not going to die if you don't. So yeah. It's okay.
0: Um, but yeah, what I would do is I would try learn how to make a fire first. <laughs> okay so you're talking about literal like first things you do okay. i'm not trying to, i'm tired now i don't want to get all philosophical can i can i just get practical for once i don't want to get philosophical now we've had so you're, the philosophical gonna, you're gonna sets. scrape two pieces of wood together i'm gonna try my best right it's like tim dylan said again i'm gonna move to a good neighborhood in the metaverse and i'm gonna work hard that's what i'm gonna do on this island right i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna try my best i'm gonna bang two bark together and see if i can make a spark yeah. make a fire i'm gonna go try and shoot that'll, shit
1: that'll take care of heat and food
0: what, the bark? The, the fire. Am I going to eat fire? <laughs> no, I haven't killed anything yet, bro. You, you clearly don't understand how it works on the, on the island. This is good. We need to flesh this out now before all hell breaks but loose. It's th- consider this a preparatory episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A doomsday episode, if you will. So you need to shoot something. So I'm going to go to shoot something next. So I've got to make my bow and arrow and I'm going to try and shoot something.
1: You're going to make a bow and arrow? Yes, you bro. know how hard that I'm is? I'm not going to make
0: an AK-47. Do you know how hard it is to make a bow and arrow? I'll find out out of necessity. Right. But no, I do not. Is it difficult? Yeah, I tried. It's impossible. Okay. It's so hard. And where do you get the elastic part? Is that like your own ass fluff? Like how do you get that elastic part that shoots the the arrows? Yeah, I think it's snakeskin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. i'm not so, killing so a you, snake you, but you need the bow and arrow to kill the snake <laughs> this is the this is your first this is the fir- getting your first job dilemma like you need yeah. you need to get a first job but they they experience. want someone with experience yeah um okay so i would have to make a bow and arrow however that's gonna work shoot something skin it which i've never done before and eat it and then repeat the process <laughs> until, until you die, right? N- until I understand the value system I want to implement <laughs> in the society. Yeah, yeah. And whether I want it, whether the Judeo-Christian foundations <laughs> that I want to implement or whether I want to implement the Eastern style game B isk. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, g- going back earlier to what we were talking about in terms of that breaking point. Yep. So we we mentioned false breaking points. Do you think there, there seems, like, when I think about it, there seems to be a lot of confusion in people's minds as to well, just all thoughts surrounding this. Everything seems muddled up, right? It's like things are getting infinitely better as we progress. Like, look at how much we've reduced world poverty. And, you know, like, if you could cherry pick the metrics, you can find a ton of things that are getting better and better by the day. Yeah. You can also do the same thing in reverse, obviously, and say things are only getting worse because, look, I'm now... You know, like, I had no choice. I had to get this done. I had to get this done, and my freedoms are being taken away or whatever. Mm. Even more so outside the West, right? Things are getting a lot worse in terms of ideologically. Well, that's um,
0: because the East is trying to mimic the West, and they don't know how to do that. They should just be the East and become better. But anyways. Well, no argument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um so what do you think is the root of a, of a lot of this confusion, right? Because you've got two people, say, who live right next to each other. One thinks the world's getting better and better by the day. Yes. The guy right next to him thinks it's never been worse. Yes. They live on the same street. So where do, what's the root of this confusion, do you think?
0: The, the confusion between some people thinking things are going to be good and th- some people thinking things are going to be bad. Yeah,
1: like the optimism-pessimism battle.
0: Um, how does it come about? How does it, Yeah, and also wh- what side are you on? I'm on the optimism side and that's because recently of recent I mean like past two one year I've really started to put responsibility on myself and feel like I just can endure situations if I persevere like a real motivational speechy type thing um but regardless of my own thoughts I actually what what are your so, thoughts on so how it comes how that confusion comes about um
1: well, obviously takes sort of like a cookie cutter answer uh, the way it fragments everyone into their own worlds um i think it's also by design politically
0: um it's, yeah yeah political side of the spectrum
1: yeah yeah really determines your so outlook much on the of world your, yeah yeah exactly like in, in the past maybe your self-identity was something like um who you were in service to others like what your relationships were what your role in the community was but now it's purely just what side who are you voting
0: for yeah when um, someone so asks you who you are you literally take it as who did i vote for
1: yeah exactly that's a terrible way and to go about it as well like that's if you uh, what does it say on your tombstone when you die it's like you know devoted father loving son so it's, it's what you are in relation to others it's not your who yeah. did you vote for and so the <laughs> now <thing> it <laughs> says
0: voted for biden <laughs> yeah
1: yeah hey don't reveal my vote um so like yeah <laughs> so the act
0: party anyways
1: um I don't know if it's ignorance or malevolence that's driving the, um, you know, the the forced sort of um, separation of people and into their own little camps. Um, but that's definitely one thing that's causing a lot of confusion, right? Because people are just going about... Like, you have two people walking around in a supermarket who are just seeing the same thing, but they're just not seeing the same thing.
0: Yeah. Well, you probably have more understanding about this from me, but my initial thing just, again, like... A lot of people's political views are shaped by their past or their their upbringing, and so in in this situation nature think, versus nurture folks there we go and um there we go. I think it's just a case of a person's upbringing determining their future outlook, their past determining their outlook on the future and um so if that so was what a, so what's gone different
1: like say in the last
0: five ten years, that's caused
1: a lot of friction and confusion, and people just don't know what what ends what
0: is there something like a lack of purpose and that kind of shit you know the classic spiel yeah lack of purpose and lack of purpose due to probably the technological advances so you already made the good argument for this about how the potential has increased tenfold but the desire to succeed has decreased tenfold because shit has gotten tenfold easier it's like the biggest warping effect ever yeah it's it's crazy i don't really have i think that needs to be maybe another discussion because we're pretty close to um the end now i think we've come to sort of a natural conclusion on this question really not really the conclusion but i think we've had a pretty good discussion about it
1: yeah 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 i think so covered a lot of bases but none conclusively obviously
0: none conclusively i still don't know how to make a bow and arrow
1: no no I still We're don't know sc- what my breaking point is or what
0: our breaking point is. Yeah. So really again, we've discovered nothing, but discovered so much in the process. Um thank you for watching. If you made it to the end. Um is that all that you've you, you feel like you feel satisfied to end it here, Sid? I think so. Yeah, let us know in the comments if you know if it is really snake skin that you use for that elastic part on the bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. Because I have a feeling that it's like horse. Shit. (laughs) So it could just be string that you take to the island, right? Right. And that's another question that we forgot. Do you even get to take take anything, right? But this is the thing. This is how unprepared we are for this doomsday, which is why we need a doomsday part two. Yeah. Is that the title? This is doomsday part one. Um, next episode prepare for doomsday part two and also our previous episodes if you have watched them if you haven't watched them um it would be great if you clicked on them because we we covered a few things in those things as well but we those are also kind of introductory episodes because we do have more to explore and pretty much everything we've said so far we've also got more to know and more to learn so i think you'll get to watch us as we
1: yeah the minute we start talking we realize we know nothing
0: we know so little and i think we're just going to get hopefully better If we do, if we play our cards right, hopefully we get better over the years and not the inverse. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) that would be disgusting. But yeah, no, thank you so much for watching um, episode three. Yeah.